0: You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world.
1: Good morning. Wow, amazing. How wonderful to be in the house of God. How wonderful to be in the presence of Almighty God. To everyone here uh, here in Kingdom City, uh, Kenningville and everyone on Kingdom City Online, welcome to the presence of God. You know, today I want to teach you a message which I call Kingdom Authority. But before we do that, let's pray, alright? Let's pray. If you can, put your hands upon your heart. I don't want this just to be a message. I want the authority of the kingdom to increase in your life. And I pray today that this word will be a revelation, a sword of the Spirit in your hand. And you will break the strongholds of the enemy with that authority that Christ has given you. You will break the disease in your body. You will break the struggles in your marriage. You will break the strongholds even over your city, Um, your, your, your children's education, your work environment, your businesses, your job. And I pray today that authority will rise within you as this revelation breaks among our midst. So God, today we need you to come and give us that revelation, break something that has held us back and release us to a new dimension of authority. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Please be seated. I'm going to start by taking you to 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 14 to 18. Verse 14 says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant uh, of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And, this, and, and, and his servant said to him, last, my master, what shall we do? Verse 16, so he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. What a great verse. Sometimes you think you're fighting your battle all by yourself. No, 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 no. Those who are with you, the church and the angelic beings with you are so much greater than what the enemy is trying to do. Verse 17, and Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike these people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. What caught my attention as I was reading this passage is that word according to the word of Elisha. It was not according to the word of the Lord, it was the word of Elijah. God had given authority in his command, in his decreed, in his voice, in his prophecy. This man, mere man like you and me, had authority in his voice. And you know what? We need that authority in our world today. We, the church of Jesus Christ, need to rise up in this authority within our home, our family, our situation, fighting and breaking Sicknesses in our home. We need this kind of authority to be restored back. It was always given to us in the kingdom release that God gave us, but we don't always have the revelation and activate that authority. Today, that's what we're going to do. Wherever you are around the world, that's what we're going to do. Amen. Okay, three things about Elijah that you want to see to understand the authority. First, he could see both in the natural and the spiritual at the same time. He could see the physical army but you could also see the angelic army in the same time. One of the things we need to ask and discover and restore back in our lives as men and women of God is able to see both dimensions in the same time. Because if you only see the natural dimension, you get frightened by the natural dimension. You get this depressed. You get discouraged. Hope is taken out of you when you see a whole army coming come and surround you. That's a bit scary. All right, And maybe you are going through a situation and it sounds scary. Maybe the report from the medical doctors sounds scary. And you go, this is so hard. And you're feeling depressed. You're feeling afraid. But what if God was to open your eyes and you saw what was happening in the angelic level as well? If you saw angels coming up and down heaven, bringing in everything you need. If you saw angels standing there, dressed in armor, Ready to fight the fight with you and for you, your whole perspective changes when you can see the angelic perspective. So, part of why he had the authority at this level and could speak at this level was because he was able to see both dimensions. That's what we need to ask God. The second thing, Elisha had authority to pray for his servant to see. He could say, "God, open his eyes." And if the Lord opened his eyes, that's the authority we have. You see, so many people are blinded by the deception of a broken and a fallen world. So many people are blinded by their hurt, their rejection, their disappointment. The emotional blindness is huge in the community and the families we live in. The worldview blindness is massive, and people cannot see or cannot understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. They cannot believe in the existence of God. they cannot see the spiritual reality. But if you and I had authority in our voice and we knew how to use kingdom authority, we could say God, open their eyes and the blindness that the enemy wants to keep will fall away from their eyes and they can see the gospel of Jesus Christ. They can see the answers of God. They can see a loving God. They can see the kindness of God. And so often they are blind to that perspective because emotional hurt and brokenness can blind your perspective. Many people, you know them and I know them, got hurt and turned away from God. If their eyes were open and they saw the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, if they could see the love of God pouring on them, they will not turn away from God. That's the second level of authority we need to have and ask God today. Amen? Amen? All right, let's talk of the third one. The third one, Elijah had authority. He could command blindness. I like this guy. He can open eyes and he can shut eyes. Don't you want to be this person? All right. When you say open the eyes and their eyes are open, they can see kingdom reality. When you say blind them, they are blinded. So when the Syrian army came, Elisha prayed, God blind them. See, The authority was to blind the enemies of God. We understand from the book of Ephesians chapter 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. So you can blind the enemy that is trying to come against you, your son, your children, your family, your spouse. You can blind that enemy. Listen, there is a personal devil with a personal agenda to personally destroy your family. That is the truth. But don't be afraid of that because you can blind the demons that are assigned against you and your family. You can blind them and they don't know what to do. That's the authority you have. All right? Your job is not to panic and say, what's happened to my son or what's happened to my wife or what's happened to my family? Your job is to rise up with kingdom authority and blind every demon that dare come into your home that dare come into your family that dare come into your business that dare come into your city your authority must increase and grow until you can fight and break every demonic hole and blind them and they all got blinded all right and then Elisha went out and said hey who are you looking for and they said we're looking for Elisha and said come I'll show you now he was just Kind of having a good day, all right. And he took all of them to the army of Israel and got them arrested. That's what he did. Look at the confidence that he knew God was on his side. That's the authority we are looking for. Now, if I can now move right back to the New Testament and come to a complete different verse in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse eleven to thirteen. Paul is talking to the Corinthians and he starts by saying, Oh, Corinthians. Whenever Paul says, Oh, watch out. It means he's not happy with you. All right? He goes, Oh, Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. Paul is saying, I came with apostolic Heart with a father. Apostolic can also be seen as a father heart. I came with a father heart to speak to you. I was open. I poured everything out. I gave all to you. And the restrictions is not because I'm holding back. The restrictions is because of your own affections. Because you are holding back. Because you will not yet yourself absolutely and completely trust and believe in God. Because you will not respond to the instructions and the leading of the Holy Spirit. He said the problem is not God is not open to you or bringing his word to you. The problem is we, listen, we can be restricted in our own affections here's the problem, in our heart is the problem, and he says, hey, open your heart, so putting the two stories together, this is what I want to show you, is it possible that God has given us such authority, that we can see in both dimensions, that we can help others see, because we can open their eyes, that we can blind the enemy, but we are restricted, by our own affections, in other words, it is not God holding back kingdom authority from you, your family, your children. He is not restricting. He wants you to rise in that authority and speak that word. He wants you to move in that dimension. but there is one thing that holds us back: our hearts, our attitudes, our mindset, our divided spirit, our superficial Christianity. Our performance Christianity, our Sunday morning Christianity, that's it. So these are the things that hold us back from kingdom authority. Listen, not only you need to move in kingdom authority or your family, your world needs this kingdom authority. Our world, wherever you are listening to me, needs This kind of authority to move. And we need to stop holding back, but move completely for God. Let me talk about authority now. Jesus had both authority and power. There are many verses, but I choose Luke chapter 4, verse 35. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves saying, what a word is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. If a church, if a man or woman of God can carry authority and power and rise to this dimension, that report will go out all over the region. That's what we need. In a time where society is so confused, where hope is so low, where fear is so high, where insecurities seem to rule every aspect of our life, people need this report about Jesus Christ, about Kingdom City being a church of authority and power, about your connect groups being a place of power and authority, of miracles and healing. That's the report... We need to rise up and move in that place. That's the authority we need. Jesus, Jesus moved. They were so amazed. They said, what a word this is. They understood in his speaking, in his teaching, in his revelation, he had authority. But they also saw it because he could command unclean spirits. And they came out. He could command spirits of infirmity and sickness and cancer to leave. And they would leave. That is what every one of us is called to be. That, uh, that authority is given. We just need to activate it. We just need to release it. When the Bible uses the word authority, it means a uh, highest supernatural judicial authority. It means he can stand in the courtrooms of heaven. That's what it means. So when you're moving in in, in authority and the enemy comes and says, no, they have sinned, they have broken the law, so you cannot answer their prayer in the name of Jesus and in the authority we have in Christ, we can appeal to the highest God in heaven and say in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Christ, we command and decree healing and the very highest God will release that healing because of the authority you carry. So the name of Jesus is not just a Christian jargon. Being under the blood of Christ is not just some kind of Christian saying. It is words of authority that can stand in the courtrooms of heaven and silence the enemy and release heaven's supernatural power. And you have it. Maybe you don't know, but now you do. But you have it. The word power is a supernatural energy or strength to change the visible world. A supernatural energy or strength that moves from heaven through your born-again spirit into your world. See, your born-again spirit is the gate of heaven. Power from heaven moves at the command of your voice. True, your restored spirit born again and moves and it changes the circumstances. Jesus had power and authority. Rulers or kings need to have both. They need to have power and authority. Power is to take back territory that has been stolen from us authority is to keep the enemy out of it then we need both power and authority power is a gift Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you everyone who has been baptized in the Holy Spirit you have power it's a gift you didn't have to do anything you just say, God, fill me. I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. you got power. You can pray and you can release the what the enemy is taking. But authority is not a gift. It takes a little bit more to gain authority. Let me explain. Adam and Eve gained and lost kingdom authority. Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue. Subdue it, have dominion, look at the two words, subdued, dominion, that was the authority given to them over all the created world. You have authority, you can subdue, you can rule. They were given from the beginning of time, they were given authority, you and I know they lost it by disobeying and listening to the enemy to listening to satan they lost that authority they lost it all right now remember to whom you submit that has the power over you if you submit to the lie of the enemy the enemy has authority over you if you submit to the addiction of watching porn then the spirit of lust behind pornographic Production has authority over you. You can apply it anywhere. To whom you submit, to whom you yield, they have authority over you. If you submit to Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, then his authority is given to you. You cannot live with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. You're going to confuse your authority here. Because who's got authority over you when you're yielding in one extent to a worldly system, understanding and addiction. Another extent you're trying to do kingdom authority. It's not going to work. You must decide Who is master and king over their life? They lost kingdom authority and Satan stole and not only stole, he too lost kingdom authority. I will take you to Luke chapter four, verse five to seven. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, "'All this authority I will give to you and your glory, for this has been delivered to me. I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours.'" Imagine Satan, he's saying, because he knew he had got all authority. Adam and Eve, the only two humans who were given the authority, submitted to him. Now Satan says, all this authority and its glory has been delivered to me. Who delivered them? Adam and Eve delivered them. The human race that was supposed to carry the authority gave it up by submitting to a lie and a desire to become like God. They were fooled. They gave it up. How often is the enemy fooling you, deceiving you? Because he wants the authority you have in Jesus Christ. So he will deceive you. He will have a strategy. He will have a plan. He will try to steal your children and your grandchildren. But rise up in the authority. Do not let him into your home, your family, your generations in the name of Jesus. Because you have the authority. Don't be be silent speak in the authority that you have and he says you can deliver he, he goes there and of course jesus did not fall did not worship the enemy did not fall he went through the whole journey and on the cross on the cross jesus gave his life his body his blood that's why they're so powerful he gave it and broke the satan's authority because now, Jesus, the new man, see, Jesus, when he came, was absolutely a man. He gave up all his authority and power that made him God. He left it and he just came completely and yielded himself. And then, he, right unto death, the death on the cross, Jesus regained the authority. All right? He's the one that got this authority back, and he then gave it to us. How do I know this? Matthew 28, verse 18 to 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them, his disciples, saying, all authority has been given to me. Remember the verse I read? Satan said, all authority is given to me, delivered to me. Jesus goes, after the cross, he goes, I got it back. Through my blood I paid for the sin of mankind. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, you need to know this truth that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He gave his body and his blood. There was no sin in Jesus. He yielded and submitted himself, did not use his his authority as divine, but walked on the face of the earth just like you and me and laid it down and by his death and his blood he broke the power of Satan and the authority he took it back and in verse 18 he said Jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He said all authority he didn't say some authority he said all. The seen authority and the unseen. You have authority over the sickness over someone's body but you have authority over the demon that can't be seen. You have all authority you can perceive the seen world and the unseen world you can open the eyes of people who don't know the gospel of jesus christ you can blind the eyes of demons who are trying to come and destroy them All authority has been given. He goes, now you can go because I give you the authority. You go, you make disciples, you baptize them, you go to connect group, you begin to speak to people, you serve, you start your own connect group, you make disciples in your connect group, you have authority to make disciples for Jesus Christ. You can baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's not only these few connect leaders who can do it. You can do it. You have authority to make disciples for Jesus Christ. Rise in the authority and step up. Which brings us to the last thing I want to share. How did Jesus, as a man, regain kingdom authority? Because if we knew it, we can follow him. And we can get back the kingdom authority. He did three things. Number one, he was obedient. Adam and Eve were disobedient. He was obedient. Everything he does is opposite the first Adam. All right? He was obedient. Philippians 2, verse 1 to 8. Now, it's a long passage. I'll just pick up a few words. Verse 7 says he made himself of no reputation. Verse 8 says he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of that. If you and I, In today's contemporary church, whichever city you are in, are to gain that authority, we must become obedient. We cannot hold back. We cannot say someday I'll do. I've mentioned Connect Group a number of times in this message because I actually believe God is speaking to people all over the world, asking you to start a Connect Group in your city, in your suburb, in your home. Begin to start. And if you hear that become obedient. Obey it, and your authority will rise up. Number two, all right, is intimacy. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus answered and said to them, Moses, shortly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than this that you may marvel. Jesus began to model a life of a Christian, of a son and daughter of God who lived in intimacy with the father who heard the voice of God. You cannot do what the Father is telling you unless you can see the Father and unless you can hear the Father. And the only way you can do this is go closer and closer and closer to the Father. And Jesus walked it in such closeness that every time when he had to do something, the Father told him he did it. He was in intimacy and close to the Father, one with the Father. Therefore, he could obey because he could hear. So he could obey. He could see. So he could obey. You, you, you realize the seeing theme keeps coming back today. For us to move in authority, we need to be spiritually able to see. The third thing, and this is important, and maybe a bit hard. So listen to me. The third thing Jesus did, I will call it Submission. Let me explain this. Hebrew 5 verse 8 says, Though he was a son. I'm so glad that verse is there. Though he was a son. All of you are sons and daughters of the father. Of course you are. But even sons and daughters must learn obedience. By the things which he suffered, by the things that you suffer. I'm not talking of abuse. I'm talking of things that God allows you to go through. We in our modern world, Don't like suffering. As soon as things go a bit difficult, we run away from God. We lose our authority. Stay through the seasons. They are hard. They are difficult. They are confusing. But don't run away. Stay there. Because God is teaching you obedience. Now, submission is different from obedience. Obedience is an outward behavior. Submission is an inward attitude. It's the Spirit of the Son of God. You need to come to a place where you're not just doing the Christian things. You actually have the Spirit of the Son. I'm going to get the whole worship team to come as we go to the last passage or repeat the last verse in 2 Corinthians 6, 11 and 13. You remember this. We read it. It says you are restricted by your own affections the reason we don't obey the reason we don't walk in intimacy the reason we don't go in submission to the seasons that are hard and difficult that we don't like is because of our heart it's because of our affections do you understand you have authority but it's not being activated because of the condition of our heart today wherever you are We need to deal with the heart.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that he loves you very much. So much that he died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you, and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.